0: Work, stream shows, or finish homework without missing a beat. Discover the convenience for yourself and see if you're eligible for a free trial at att.com slash in car Wi-Fi. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi Hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicles and operation compatible device and vehicle require. Summer is almost here, and I'm so excited to go on vacation with my kids next month. We love going anywhere warm with the beach.
1: Wind Down with Janet Kramer, an iHeartRadio Podcast.
0: Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Wind Down.
2: Emotionally you stable you. today. Uh <laughs> you feel very you feel so <laughs> like, we would just start with a temperature check.
0: <laughs> What's funny is that Hannah, sweet Hannah, she t- she texted me yesterday going,
2: Hey, just <laughs>
0: checking on you to see how you're feeling about this week. Listen, it was way too soon <laughs> it to was record. Too soon. How many days was I Monday, four. Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, three days post giving or no, four because we uh, we record on Friday. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. but four days post having a C-section. The problem is nobody could have told you differently, though. True.
3: <laughs> I actually thought we had the week off. <laughs> I was, I was like, out. why are we podcasting? But don't tell her that because she's convinced she's got this, which you did. I mean, you did great. I did until
0: the very end of the show. <laughs> well, I had, well, canceled Thursday therapy because I realized that morning that I just, I wasn't really ready, but I also wanted to do the birth story and have you girls over. So I texted Hannah right before the episode and I said, Hey girl, I'm just not feeling good. I cannot do because the therapy one just felt like this us girls. Yeah. It is just fun. Us hanging out. We got to chill, tell, tell a story, but then the therapy in the back of my mind, it it felt like work. And then I started to get anxiety. Mm -hmm. Like I'm just not ready yet. And then so I had canceled that and then I felt good about that. But the second I started reading the ads when you guys left, y'all, this is so embarrassing, but Hannah and Easton were on <laughs> uh, were, were on the Zoom, obviously with us. And I'm in the middle of reading like butcher box, like get your year free of, and I was, like, no. <laughs> she went on, I was like, I was like, I'm literally crying during the middle of a butcher box ad, but I just go, I don't know why I'm
2: crying. It was so sweet because you came downstairs and Kat and I are like, "Are you okay?" And you go, "No, I just started crying during a butcher box ad." And we both looked at each like, "Okay, well, fair, fair enough." <laughs> and then Kat goes, "So what was it about the ad that really brought you to tears?" And I thought, "Yeah, I guess I was." Well, what was it it? the beef or the free range <laughs> chicken? No. <laughs>
3: If maybe there was some aspect of it that actually, but no, it literally was just like get your piece. <laughs> you
2: I
0: girl, was like, are we crying. passionate about animal
3: rights? All <laughs> I, thought I thought
2: it out. I was like, it's okay. I well, and well, that's the thing. Done.
0: I didn't. I didn't even know. Yeah. I just was. Maybe it felt like a tired, and I just didn't want to be. I, I don't know. I that was a you maybe you just like gave that. birth,
2: and maybe you don't need to have a reason.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but I was just reading it, and then I just started crying, and then. Hannah's like, this is the best part. Hannah's like, it, it's okay. We can we can just stop. Like, you don't you don't have to. I'm like, I'm, so sorry. Like, I'm like covering my face because I get embarrassed, you know, moments like that. And then Easton goes, um, um, if you could just stop record on the record.
2: Easton's <laughs> so tenderhearted.
0: And I was like, poor people. I know. I was like, oh my God, I'm so embarrassed. And then I go downstairs and I cry even more because I'm like, it was a butcher box ad. There's nothing against the bee for the eggs, but I just couldn't do
3: it for people that who have not given birth to a baby. It is the weirdest thing to me. I mean, I can remember. I don't know why I'm crying. It's the strangest feeling. Like there's no reason.
2: This time specifically, it has been harder for me to have those moments because I'm I feel like I'm such a more well human, <laughs> like a whole human right. that normally if I'm like losing it, I can go, OK, Kristen, like, what is the pit of mm-hmm. this? Like, why? What? What? There's no pit. So you just it's give yourself endless smile <laughs> <of> emotion. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine
0: anyways you're feeling good yeah so today i was like okay now i feel ready to podcast we can
2: talk about beef and chicken we can talk about so all next the beef time and you and have
0: a baby
3: bases. we know to wait a week a week so, yeah, which y'all
2: suggested and i was like no i'll be fine totally fine well it does feel i will say like some normalcy you know like sure when you were like why are you jumping on and i don't know that i even contributed anything it just felt good to feel like a person again mm-hmm. quickly mm-hmm because, it, you know, it's very, your body just goes through a lot. You feel a little sacrificial for a minute. And it's like, where do I land in all this besides caregiver? Yeah. So. The
0: crying though has, uh, obviously I cried when the kids left for Virginia. And that was a very strange. That was the first time leaving or the kids leaving and then having this sweet babe. It was a very mm-hmm. weird, I felt a little guilt, little like, yeah, like the mom
3: guilt I and think you have him here with the baby and you would have probably felt that no matter what though.
0: Well, for, yes. you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, so that felt just justified right, those right. tears. Yeah. And then, you know, uh, it, yeah, but that, like you said, like that piece is hard, yeah. but it's that weird balance. But then also I've really enjoyed this time just mm. with mm-hmm. me, Roman and Alan, you know, just that. And, but then that makes me feel a little guilty. Don't, too. don't, but it's been really nice just to have like,
3: Okay, some quiet. I'm so glad to hear you say that. I mean, we talked about this last week when I was like, I wanted to stay at the hospital because I wanted time just us and the third baby. Mm -hmm. And like, don't feel bad about that. That's okay.
0: Yeah, it just, it feels, uh, Ashley uh, Houston texted me. She's like, hey girl, checking in, like, how you feeling? And I'm like, very peaceful, actually, with just the three and just laying there and we don't have to get up. Yeah and again, I miss the bigs more than anything, but also I'm, and And. I'm enjoying, you know, this special time with the three of us because I even said to Alan, we're going to get the kids back in five days now. Like he's, when he comes back, like we get the kids. So this is five days that we get to really Mm -hmm. just hunker down and,
3: and you're really not going to get that much. No, besides the week after Christmas and that's. yeah, Yeah. So it's few and far between. So enjoy it. Don't, feel guilty about it yeah just enjoy it but like you said and yeah you can miss your children yeah and kind of wish they were here but also enjoy this time just make the most of it and yeah. they're
2: having a great time too I they bet. are yeah i'm like send me a photo of the kids
3: and i just
0: i sent like a little cry face heart like so happy and i go man they're so loved and they're so happy that's in this right photo. yeah do forget that, that makes me happy yeah because yeah. they they need that t- this time as well
3: with, yeah you know, absolutely their well, and they're getting, because also when a new baby is here, like, it, you know, to see the positive side of it also, like other, the older kids do kind of get the shaft when a new baby's around. There's not much you can do about it. You've got a crying newborn that's whatever. So they actually are getting such one-on-one time and they are getting so, just the time they probably wouldn't have had mm-hmm. if they were here.
2: I've, For what it's worth. Yeah. yeah. Yes to that. I
3: yeah. have done a few, I don't know if
0: you did this, have done this too, and you probably same when when uh ramsey came home but when the baby does cry too and the kids are here i'm like he's fine like what do you need Jolie? what do you need jace Mm -hmm. and so i'm like i'm always making sure i am tending to them because i don't want them to feel shafted
2: yeah you
3: know so i also
2: ask them what they think the baby needs because they like to try to figure it out
3: yeah having them help is huge especially the older ages when you have a little bit of a gap i just Mm -hmm. made them so a part of it I'm like, oh, okay, great. Can you do diapers? Can you get the diaper? Can you get the formula? I just like had them help, and they just yeah. felt, and they always wanted to be there and help, and it was great. Yeah, Jolie wants to help, but because she had that stomach bug, I'm just like, well, wait
0: one more week, honey. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> and Jace is just like always passes him and goes,
2: oh, you're so cute, but then wants
0: nothing else that's to do. Fair and so I'm like, that's all fine. good. Yeah, yeah.
2: yeah. Well, Leggy's a little um an aggressive lover, which I is probably genetic but it gets a little like Lenny and the rabbits with her. So I'm like, okay, a little, you know, like a little yeah. less because he's like, oh, I just love her. And I'm yeah. like, yeah, I know. <laughs> I tiny bones. <laughs> oh, okay. this is tiny. Tiny bones. <laughs> all right. But yeah. enough about me. How are you girls? Good. Good. Well, <laughs> we are. <laughs> Kristen, I'm like, I'm Kristen's like, oh God. Well, I think it's, I think it's worth noting since we're talking about new babies and all the things. We are starting to see a little bit and I didn't want to, I'm very, I run very tight defense for our little piece of the world, my little corner of the world. I don't like people's opinions a lot. I don't like people saying, oh, you know, he's going to be like this or they're going to be like that. I just, you don't like furry things. I don't. I don't like people telling me that like somebody's going to be this way. Right. And so I just let our experience unfold as it will. Sure. We are starting to. I'm starting to see the middle child moment with mm-hmm, Legend, mm-hmm. which I had strong, like, I never said it wasn't going to happen to us, but I had been so intentional about it that I was kind of praying it wouldn't happen. Um, also, Legend, the only boy, and he is a very alpha personality too. So without anything, he demands a certain amount of attention. I think in the long run, having a new baby is great for him because he needs someone he can lead and it's going to be really special to him. Right now, we are in a really um, interesting season. I'm watching a few things happen. Like he did start, to, I don't, I always am careful about what I share with him too, because I don't want him like later 30 years listening to wind down more than our husbands do and um, <laughs> able to like check back in. But like, you know, there were some accidents happening there's um, some really just kind of like lousy choices. Like yesterday, an entire bottle of essential oil, which is not inexpensive, was dumped all over my bedroom. Smells like a dream in there. However, <laughs> oh just like, you know, I can just tell we're needing a certain different type of attention. Uh-huh. Yeah. And when he asks for it in his non-asking way, it's hard to like get compassionate in the moment. <laughs> right. Cleaning up oil and all the things. That's just prime examples. But we're in the thick of middle kid right now. Well,
0: so you say that, and I was I I told this to you off air. But when you had spoken about how Legend was acting a little middle child, in my mind, I thought, well, Jason isn't going to do that. He's
2: <laughs> I know not at
0: all. Like we're good, <laughs> <He's> perfect. <laughs> and then yeah, and then two days in, you know, he's looking for more attention by uh, the loud. You know, uh singing that he's doing that he never sings in the in the this <laughs> is my life in the bathroom. I'm glad he's singing, but I also know he's trying to look for attention. It's the chorus on it's, repeat. He's burping at the table very loudly. Oh, and usually he doesn't do that. He, he If he burps, he always says excuse me. But his burps are now exaggerated. Okay, and so and then there's that, and then um, so I'm just I'm trying to love on him in certain ways and and talk to him, but I can also see, okay, I'm, I'm, I look like I'm following now your lead and going, all right, Kristen,
2: there was something to this. Yeah. It's strange because I feel like company morale as a whole is at an all time high. Like we right. all like her. I'm so thankful. We've had mutual friends that have had really tough experiences with one of the big kids not liking the baby at all Ooh, and yeah. very vocal about it. And so I'm so thankful that's not the case. And it does, it has been harder. Preston's been traveling a lot. So I'm by myself pretty often. And I think like I feel kind of divided. And as she gets older, she needs more. She's awake longer and she mm-hmm. needs more attention and she's rolling and trying to scoot. And and so I can't just like put her somewhere and then give him the attention. So we're just learning all together right now. Well, and I think it's such a balance. For us, we really went through
3: it more when Ramsey was more... All over the place, not really a newborn. Newborn stage, everyone wanted to help. But then when she was all over the place and you're like making her sure she doesn't die every second, you mm-hmm. know, that's when we kind of had more of it. But I think it's such a balance to give them one on one time, mm-hmm. but then also not give into that. Like, don't worry, I'm not, I'm not doing anything with the baby. Like, um, I'm here. For-. It's just such a balance because they have to learn that it is now three you do have to, you can't be everywhere. A mom cannot do everything at once, you know? So it's like such a balance of really showing them that. But, and I know it's hard for you because you don't, Preston isn't home a lot, but I do think it's also important to do the one-on-one stuff. Yeah, Yeah, like the other day, sorry, uh, uh, I almost called him Alan Jace, was like,
0: mommy, will you play Legos with me? And I'm like, yes, because that was one-on-one time. Jolie was at her friends. And so, and I just, you know, gave the baby to Alan and the little rocker thing and mm-hmm. sat up there and played Legos and that. And I think it was Dr. Eamon that he said, spend 10 minutes alone each day with the kids. Something oh, yeah. that they want to do for 10 minutes. And that's going to be something that they're going to remember. And yeah. that helps that relationship too. So that's been something I've always thought about
2: as well. We do a that. right. lot <laughs> of like when the baby is just like there and I can see leggy out of the corner of my eye, I'll say like, are you looking for legend? Where is he? I bet he's looking for you. And then he's yeah. like, oh, I'm right here. And I'm like, oh, well, thank goodness. We were just wondering. We're, you know, just trying yeah. to like validate. And well, I think they all feel it to a certain extent. They me. all are. And it's so normal. And
3: you're going to mess up and you're going <laughs> to. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's just we're doing all we're all doing the best we can. Do I have any Grey's Anatomy fans here? Yes. I
2: knew Kat was. Of I,
0: course I am. I
2: watched. I stopped.
0: I stopped. The twentieth season, I don't know what season. Like, <laughs> I was like twenty-one, maybe. <laughs> yeah, I, I I watched a lot of it, and uh, but we're. I'm really excited to have Sarah Drew come on the show. So she's obviously, um, she's been in Mad Men, Glee, uh, I mean, everything, but she's best known as her part in Grey's Anatomy, and she's just. She also, which I didn't find out until way later, but she wrote. So I have a movie coming out on Lifetime December 9th. She wrote a cowboy Christmas romance. So uh, I am excited to talk to her about that too. Seen you
2: the baby roman. roman.
0: <laughs> I know. Secret baby, baby roman. roman. <laughs> uh but let's get her on. Every home should have at least one medical emergency kit. Order yours online in minutes. Your kit will be rushed to your door. Get 15% off at twc.health slash Janna and use promo code Janna. That's promo code Janna at twc.health slash Janna. Hi. Hi. I feel like I know you, well, obviously I, I, I know of you, I've watched <laughs> you on Grey's Anatomy million years, like for, for so many years. And then Ryan McPartland talks about you all the time and Brian Herslinger. and Herzlinger. I'm just like, I'm I feel Steph like I, just, Margaret. I know. I'm like, I just, I'm like, I feel like, you know, kind of a stalker psycho, but I'm like, I like, I know
1: so much of her and I just feel like we're friends and I don't even know you, but Hi. Well, hi. And girl, I watched every single take on all the dailies. And so Did I feel really? like. Oh, 100%. I was shooting movie in Canada when you were shooting in Arizona. And so I would get the dailies every night. I would come home from shooting and I would sit in my bathtub because that's what I do when I'm on set shooting. I have to have a bathtub because I, that's like my wind down time. And I'd have my Love iPad that. and I would be watching your gorgeous, beautiful, talented face. And you you were so good in this. You are so good in this. Oh, I like could you. not have asked for anyone else. It it was su- such beautiful work. I oh. hope you're, have you seen it? I hope you're so proud of it.
0: So I actually haven't watched it yet. I've only, you know, I would obviously did the ADR and I've seen little pieces of it. I it's, it's honestly, okay. So when I got the script, and I read or I got, I'm like, it said untitled. Uh, what was it? Untitled. What 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 did you have? I don't even know. This? There were so many yeah.
1: names. I named it Cowboy Christmas, but then it became Christmas on the ranch. And then it became yeah. a cowboy Christmas romance. So it's gone yeah. too many iterations.
0: But when I got it, and this is not against you at all, but as you probably know this too, and you get, I'm like, oh God, another Christmas movie. I'm like, I can't. We've like, done I'm just so like, many, Jana. We've done so many. Yeah. Uh, Christmas in Mississippi, Tennessee, Michigan. I'm just like, I've got it in, my, in every state. So I'm just like, okay, here's another one. And I'm like, this is going to be the same thing. And I'm reading it and I'm going, this is nothing like any Christmas. I'm like, oh, you barely mentioned the word Christmas. There's no uh, gingerbread bake off. There's no... <laughs> a uh, festival that town that's going to hell and then you got to save it it's like the only thing was like okay coming back and and seeing you know Adam or his character and but I'm reading it and I'm like I'm crying when I read it and I so I, I wrote back to my agent and I was like this is nothing I mean I was I don't even know how this is a Christmas movie this is so good I'm like it's so good and I'm like I'm literally reading the script crying oh. and I was like a blown, I was blown away. And so I was like, I'm doing this movie. Uh, Like I have to do this movie. Yeah, because it was so different. It's not, and that's, everyone's like, well, I don't understand. It's on Lifetime. I go, yeah, but this is nothing like any of the other ones.
1: No, it's so different. I Thank you so much for saying all of that. I The interesting, you know, I've done a lot of these Christmas movies too and they're so sweet and fun, but I also like in- It's the same formula. in In real true- Holiday times for real, true family dynamics, it's always stressful and Mm -hmm. heightened. There's drama that comes out and we never explore that stuff in the Mm -hmm. Christmas movies. It's always just about the cozy feelings and those cozy feelings happen, but it's all mixed up with real family stuff and identity stuff yeah. and relationship like, stuff. When I'm
0: yelling at Bruce's Tom, you know, my dad, Bruce Thomas's character. I'm like, Oh, this is like meat, you know, like <laughs> something to like grab onto. Like, this yeah. is so cool. I get to like yell at my dad and be like, you weren't there. I'm like, That's everything I wanted to like say in one of those movies, you know? But yeah, it's like you gave the you gave it bones.
1: Ah, oh, thank you for saying that. And thank <laughs> you for just owning it so amazingly well and diving so fully in like you, you 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 brought such power to all of those scenes that scene with you and bruce is one of my favorites in the whole movie when you finally have that face off and then he and it's like you guys are just still you're not there's no moving around there's no uh, Mm -hmm. hoopla christmas hoopla it's just two people really wanting to connect and finally saying all of the things that need to be said and like there's a beautiful like redemption and you guys played it so well. I got goosebumps in my bathtub. watching well, Thank <laughs> you for saying
0: that. That was the one of the scenes where. Uh, so I was pregnant, obviously, in the movie. Yes. And so that was a piece where it's, it was hard because I felt. Sick and that scene, I was oh. so bummed because I felt I had just like gotten sick right before that scene, and oh, so no. I was just kind of felt a little. I was like, no, this is like like the most important scene in <laughs> the freaking movie. So, but I think you uh, well, I it, talked girl. to Jake, and I'm like, all right, well, the we can we can. I like the top half, hated the bottom, liked the bottom of the second take. So I'm like, oh, we we. I was <laughs> like, I have, you know, and you're just you. Those scenes are tough to.
1: Yes, but no, but you totally. But by the way, like you'd be nauseous in a moment like that. Like you were able to fully use all of that. It's so, it's so good. It's so good. And he, Jake are the, the director is, is so great. And,
0: but the last week of filming that he's like, please don't take this the wrong way. He's (laughs) like, but, um, you're going to have to just suck in just a little bit. Was, I, if I was in. not pregnant that I would have. Obviously. <laughs> yeah. I don't think you could ever gotten. No. no, because <laughs> I'm double spanks and really like I will. Cause I, I popped that last week of filming, but I'm like, this is the only time you can ever say that to an actress. <laughs> Totally. <laughs> I cannot
3: wait. I can't wait to watch it and see if I can tell. You can, I think i mean, you home tell, home. Looking, but, you're
1: looking at, you're like yeah. hunting for it. Of course yeah. you are. But, but right. I, I feel like y'all hit it really, really well. Thank you. So Sarah, Sarah
2: you, you have like, okay, so you have a really big career before this epic Christmas movie <laughs> has happened. <laughs> and we are all excited for December 9th on Lifetime to watch Jana Starr in this cowboy Christmas that romance. Sarah Drew wrote. Amazing. That's right. So you have this really wild, really wild and wide resume of show business that started, are you a Jersey kid or Rhode Island? No, in
1: New York. I grew up on Long Island. Okay. Long Island. Yeah. yeah. An island. You went I'm Rhode also Island. i so close, Barnum. And did. it's close to Jersey, so you're in the right world. Yeah, but so we close. all know East Coast, that
2: does matter. We can't just it be does. tossing around islands and putting people in places. <laughs> you're 100% has left the Zoom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so not great at geography. Super love you. So then you started in theater first, mm-hmm. correct? And yes. that took off like a wild ride for you. That was crazy and amazing. And then agents came knocking because you're incredible. Okay. So I'll just stay here forever. Can I just, yeah, you? Should. I need your, I need your brush over here though. I'm a little shiny. So will you, okay. So tell me a little bit about how you make this, how you go from, cause you're now writing a lot of things, which has got to be pretty cool. And I feel like as an, I'm not an actress by any means, obviously, but I feel like for people like Jana that are actually, you know, like acting these movies out, it's got to, they've got to be able to feel that in those scripts that someone that has played the other side of that is really looking out for them or identifying in certain areas. So tell me how you go. Well, just tell me everything, but tell me how you go from, I am theater, I'm acting, I'm doing Grey's Anatomy. mean, these are big, big things and projects you're doing. And now you're writing a lot. Does that feel yeah. more comfortable? Does it feel like it's on brand or just like of course, very organic?
1: So, um thank you for that question. That's it's it's so fun because it's just um firing up different parts of my brain and different parts of my creative expression. And I and I got a little taste of the creative process when I produced I was an executive producer on a movie I did like in 2018 and I got obsessed with all of the how the sausage is made and all the creative pieces of it i was tracking every character's emotional journey so that i could be like answer a question or you know help anybody in in the journey i was helping i i rewrote some of the scenes for that movie because i was like i'm saying it out loud and the words don't make sense uh in in a kind way (laughs) sure i i just mean i just mean like in the sometimes when you're a writer and you're not an actor, you haven't put it to the test. You haven't said the thing out loud. You haven't tracked this beat to this beat to this beat to know whether it's making sense in your brain. Right. Um, but I've been doing that my whole life. I've been acting my whole life. And so when, and all during Grey's Anatomy, I was, I had a really beautiful collaborative relationship with the writers where it was like, they were very open to suggestion, to pitches. If anything didn't feel exactly authentic to who you were in that moment as a character, or whatever you go and you hash it out and you talk about it. So I had a lot of practice of like, I know where you're going in this scene. I think we can get there if I say it like this, or I think there's one little piece that's missing between point a and points B for, for me to make that whole emotional arc and journey. So I've always been in my career thinking through it and have read it like you, Jana, a billion scripts. And you know, which ones are great. You know, which roles you want to play and you know, which ones are like just surfacey, cookie cutter, you know, y- you can tell. And so for me, whenever I'm deciding to do a project, it's always about the meat of it. Like where does this character get to have an arc? Does this character get to have a journey? So it it wound up. So my first one that I wrote I had just come back from shooting the movie with Ryan McPartlin, who's the best, the best, 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 best with Ryan and Brian and Steph and Margaret. We had just done Twinkle All the Way and we were all on set. We had the best time and we were all just like geeking out over creativity Mm -hmm. and they really, Ryan really inspired me to start thinking about my own stories. So I went home and came up with like a pitch and presented the pitch to Steph and Margaret. And, they were, and I was like, we should probably hire a writer. And they're like, or you should buy Final Draft and write it yourself because you've already clearly, you've just told us the entire world and we see it as if we're living in it right now. Like there's no other, you should write it. Just go got, buy Final Draft and write it. And right. I needed that kick in the pants from those women because I would not have done it if they hadn't told me to. And I wrote it and then we wound up selling it to Lifetime, so we made that last year. And then I'm, I was just like, and then I went and shot a Western last fall and I fell in love with Jesse Bell and his whole oh, family. So Jana. Yeah. Yes. They were my, they were my Wranglers on my Western and I had so many conversations. Like Abby is based on Abby. Yeah. Um, wow. Yeah. Uh, and she, so his daughter, a horse Wranglers daughter was the girl who plays Abby it was her like stunt rider. Oh yeah. So she was on set. And I, and I, I had all these conversations with Jesse and his son partner and some of the like dinner table conversations came straight out of conversations I had with partner about um, about like training horses so I was like okay how about let's uh let's jump into this world a little bit because I'm obsessed with this world let's sprinkle a little, little Christmas in let's like put some roots down in let me write a character I would want to take a journey on as an actor and let me make sure as I'm writing it that every moment makes sense to the next to the next to the next and that's kind of so it ended up being sorry, it was a very long-winded answer. No, I no, it. want it. it all. I want all of it. <laughs> I'm in it. Because I, I love in the rain. story. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm here. You actually were you in the story. <laughs> <laughs> she knows the
2: stories. We don't know all the stories, partner <laughs> Navi, no. and, and all the things. You better tell oh, us everything.
1: That that family is magic. Just yeah. magic. Um yeah. So and I was so thrilled. That once, um, once I like reached out to Autumn and she was like, "Well, I think we might shoot in Arizona," and I was like, "Oh my gosh, we Jesse Bell, you you have to you have to reach out to Jesse Bell, like th- that's who these characters are based on." <laughs> that's
2: so I, so I didn't cool. know that. That's really cool. Yeah, I like- do you think it's incredible though that you're giving the human experience mixed in with this. Like, even and I haven't seen the movie, but just the the honesty of like it isn't always Christmas and wonderful, and because mm-hmm. it's not quite honestly. No. There, drew no, no. <laughs> especially am my it's like yeah it's like layered and it's human and there's relationships and and sometimes I love a good Christmas like give it to me you know like a beautiful let's decorate cookies but also I need some real raw honesty because that's not my life she also wrote a very uh um it's the first Christmas movie
0: that has a sex scene
1: oh yeah well,
0: look at you, you just said
1: give it to me, and I was like, "You mean Adam Sen? I'll give you." <laughs> yeah. But I was like, "I'm also." But I read, I, it, I was like, "Well, this wait. is going
0: to be interesting." I'm like, "How are we going to do this with the baby <laughs> belly?" And so we're on this. Spoiler alert! Or <laughs>
3: spoiler alert! For he
0: sure. lays me down on some hay, <laughs> wow.
2: and then I'm like,
0: and then we, you know, and then you what? You know, <laughs> and um, so, right. and then. Uh, you know, obviously, it's, it's still a lifetime, it's still family, yeah. But it was it, pushing limits there too. But and when we, when they cut, and then the the next morning, uh, uh, outtake, I was like,
1: we made a baby. <laughs> <laughs> oh <my God>. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, I was that. that scene. I mean, it's it all came out so beautifully, but especially the scene in the kitchen. I had written oh, into yeah. the stage directions. He pulls her up onto the counter. Mm-hmm. He shoves things off the table. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, Fair, oh, yeah. no, I put it all in there. So I was like, don't take the steam and the sex away from me. I wrote it on purpose. Well, I wrote it in there.
0: This is not like a Christmas movie. i ever <laughs> I'm like, and, Alan, and Alan's like, how's the script? I'm
2: like, it's great. It's great. <laughs> great. I like a Christmas little added ho, ho, ho. That never hurt anybody. <laughs> We all need a little, I mean, now we're talking real life.
0: But yeah, I mean, and I was, I was like, well, that's why I kept saying this is nothing like anything. And I was actually surprised that Lifetime, but they didn't cut anything.
1: No, they didn't cut anything. I
0: was so happy that they'd really left it all in there.
1: I, like, I, I, Tia Magini is amazing. And she was just like, give it all to me. I want all of it. Yes. And I just, I was so thrilled that she said yes to all of it. Because how sad would that have been if that scene just got cut? Well, that
0: that is where I was. Again, I love Lifetime so much. And I'm so thankful for them. And they're fantastic in what they've done and helped me with. But when I also knew that they picked it up, I was like, oh, I hope they don't cut anything. Because it's so g- special. Like all of it. You know, every piece that needs to be in there that made that script why I want to do it. Uh, uh, because, you know, I'll, people that don't know, they they obviously when they acquire a movie... Then they go in and they put, they give the director and editors their notes, right? No notes. That's awesome. Yeah, that was cool. Yeah,
1: they were just like, yes.
0: Every home should have at least one medical emergency kit. Order yours online in minutes. Your kit will be rushed to your door. Get 15% off at twc.health slash jana and use promo code Jana. That's promo code Jana at TWC.health slash Jana. Can I ask you about Grays really fast? Yes, sure. Okay. <laughs> so what was the what was that? So we do a uh, sad part of the day, happy part of the day, but what's it? It's a pit and a peak, a peak. Okay. So what was the P pe- a uh, pit of grays And what was the peak?
1: You know, it's such a great question. And my pit and peak are this are one and the same. And it was, a mm. and it's actually been the thing that has like, someone asked me recently, what's the engine that drives your life. And for me, it's about holding pain and hope together at the same time, intertwined, and, mm-hmm. and all, and my engine is looking for the beauty and the joy in the pain. So for me, when I was written off the show, it came as a total shock and it was very, very devastating. Like I, I had, it, I, I was blindsided by it. Mm-hmm. It didn't make any sense to me.
0: I, I and as a watch a viewer, yeah. I agree. And honestly, that's when Same. I stopped watching because I, it did not make sense at yeah. all. Like literally. Yeah. And I'm like, well, no. April, they, they, was, t- they have to be together. Like, what? Yeah. Like, what yeah. are you doing? I did not understand it at all. So sorry. That was a viewer anger, too.
1: And I think you are echoing what everybody <laughs> a lot of was yeah. echoing. I mean, every, like nobody understood it. It was so confusing, um, which is why I say that it was so painful, but like piercingly joyful because I had another couple of weeks still on the show after knowing that I was going and the outpouring of love. Mm -hmm. From the fans, the fans. Yes. I mean, they they got a plane to fly over the studio with a banner saying, we love you, Sarah Drew and Jessica Capshaw. Like, what? you know, Mm -hmm. so the fan outpouring of love of love was bananas. But even more for for my heart, it was my crew and Mm -hmm. my cast. They put together these boxes for us on our last day. Everybody had written a letter to us. And I was getting and I was having crew members come up to me to be like, there was this one moment five years ago when we had this conversation. It meant so much to me. And I want to say thank you, you know, before you go. Right. And if I had stayed on the show forever and I'd left when everybody else did, I would not have experienced the the visceral love bomb that was the experience. So, I, I mean, I remember even when. Shonda and Betsy called me just to tell me they love me and, you know, wish me the best or whatever. But aren't they the ones that
0: also wrote you No, off? it was
1: a different, it was a different showrunner at that point.
0: Oh, Made that
1: okay. choice. Yeah. Okay. But when they called me just to say, we love you and, you know, best of luck and everything. And it was still very fresh and very raw. It was like the day after whatever. I was so overcome with how loved I was on mm. that set. That all I could do was weep. I was literally just weeping on the phone with joy, like thanking them for the opportunity they'd given me to be a part of this family and be a part of this legacy. Like that's the, and that's truly the only thing I was feeling. I was overcome. So you talk about like highs and lows. It was, it felt so sad. I was hurt so much. I've never been fired or written off of anything, or I, I'm such a hard worker. I know, I know my value. I know I'm good at what I do. So it, it it hurts so bad. And then it also, I was so intensely loved in it that I wouldn't trade any of it for the world. I'm so glad I had it together. And then, and then that reality of holding those two things, pain and joy, it's just, that's what life is. We are mm-hmm. just in that all the time. That is the journey, and the and the the drive and the engine that I'm just on all the time is okay. This is painful. I'm feeling it. I'm looking at it. I'm experiencing it. Where do I find the glory in it? Like I'm I'm a huntress for the glory,
0: right? No, <laughs> and I for love the beauty
1: that. and for the joy.
0: And and I love that piece. I think when when I'm listening to that, I go to the place where yes, I I could I love the 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 and and all that. I also want to know the why in it mm. too. Mm-hmm. And so, though I appreciate the and, I would go, but why? Like, I just want to know why you chose to do that. Like, is, did you have that kind of conversation afterwards or did you just let it kind of go?
1: I never really got a real why. Mm-hmm. And I kind of had to mourn that and let it go. I mean, mm-hmm. I got a why, but I, I'm not, I don't, uh, it, it was just like, we don't really, we put you through so much that we don't know what else to write for you. And I'm like, but you've been able to do that for everybody else. So right. I don't. And you're like, and I'll write it
2: myself, actually.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'll write it better. Yeah. So. <laughs> <There> <laughs> you're like, matter, I'll show you. <laughs> but But my why, my, the why actually that I've been answering over the last five years is it, the why is so that I could go and expand. Mm. In the Mm -hmm. ways I've been expanding as a creator, as a producer, as a writer, I'm now I'm about to go direct a radio play and like all of these things that I'm entering into, it was like it was time. I didn't know. That it was time, but that's where my my faith comes in to play mm-hmm. in that because I wouldn't have left on my own volition. The money's too good; it's too stable of a job. I have a family, exactly. you know, yeah. like I wouldn't have gone. Um, and I loved it there. That I mean, that's the other thing. It was a beautiful time and experience. So I wouldn't have gone. But if I hadn't gone, I wouldn't be writing. I wouldn't be producing. I wouldn't be activating my brain and my heart mm-hmm. on all these other la- layers and. Levels levels that is like fed my soul and brought me so much joy. So that to me is the why. That's the why. Mm -hmm. The why is that God was like, it's time for Mm -hmm. you to go over here. And I know it's Mm going to be painful, but you're going to get it later. And
0: you can't do it for yourself. So I'm going to do it for you. Yeah, Yeah. And you
3: were in a a comfortable place. You Mm -hmm. just sit in that comfort sometimes. And sometimes it takes God to take us out of that to say, okay, this is what I need. I mean, it was what, nine years of your life? I was on the show for nine years. Yeah. I mean, that is
2: in
1: that Cash industry
2: specifically yeah that's like
3: yeah. it's crazy
2: that's dog years
1: i got to have both my babies on that show where mm-hmm. they like took such good care of me and you know it's like a matriarchy over there right so like i i kept working i never you know missed a paycheck i i got to and they worked it they did that like everybody says if you want to have a baby go get on the show on the show yeah. Uh-huh. That's amazing. Oh, that's right, because
3: which was a scandal. Uh, yeah. Carrie, yeah, she was also... Compliment,
1: you right. know? That's, yeah. was
3: just such a compliment,
4: I feel like.
0: Every home should have at least one medical emergency kit. Order yours online in minutes. Your kit will be rushed to your door. Get 15% off at twc.health/jana and use promo code jana. That's promo code jana at twc.health/jana.
1: How long have you been married for? 21 years. Oh, wow. okay so yes. Yeah, so that's my
0: that's yeah, <laughs> that's also because wind down we always talk a lot about relationships. So what has been what's been the, the pit and the peach of that? Like what's been the hardest <laughs> piece? And then you know how obviously, you know, your faith I'm sure plays a big piece in that too. But
1: yeah. Um, so probably we had a really dark season seven years into our relationship, about five years that into our marriage. Uh, seven
2: was terrible for, for us. Seven years oh, oh, that's here, as Jana likes to say. <laughs>
1: Well, I I think for us, it was um, we had always been long distance all through dating and even in the first like five years of our marriage, like crazy. Uh Like we we would always come together, but we would be he was working here and then I was working there and then we would come together part of every week and then go our separate ways again. It was just we never were living and working in the same space and hadn't yet until we moved to L.A. and planted down in L.A. And then we were like, oh, there's some we got to work out. (laughs) Mm, because yeah. you're able to like get the space and ignore it. And then, and then once you're face to face with it, you're like, there's a lot of stuff. And for us, it was all about communication. It was learning the the script of like, when you did this one thing, it made me feel this way. What I'm hearing from you is that when I did this one thing, it <laughs> made you feel that way. Is that correct? Mm-hmm. Yes, that is correct. <laughs> that is how, thank you for validating my feelings in this moment. Okay, I'm so sorry for making you feel that way. So much. I appreciate the apology. Can I now explain to you what I meant when I said that thing? (laughs) Yes, I'm ready to receive it. Can I explain (laughs) to you why I want to lose my mind? Because yeah, yes. And the funny, the funny thing is, it's the weirdest little script, and it's the thing that completely made our marriage make sense. We were Mm -hmm. just our love, our love language, we were missing each other entirely. I did not, could not receive it from him, even though he was giving it, he was piling it onto me, but in a language I didn't understand. And then he wouldn't give the thing that I did understand to me. And so I just felt unloved Mm -hmm. and he felt unheard and he felt like I was accusing him all the time. And we just had to learn the script to be like, oh, when you did that thing, you were actually trying to enter into my world. not tell me what to do right. interesting you know yeah. and so um and I also believe that was like it was like a God thing. I also I mean another really big thing in my marriage was that I had like a liar living inside of me telling me I was all the time um I had a lot of shame and a lot of like uh you're 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 bad you're just not good and I had the script in my head that was like my husband, I was very charming when we dated. He didn't know what he was getting himself into. And now that he really knows me and he's seen all my shit, he's too good of a man to leave me, but it's like he's living with an invalid wife.
2: Hmm. Well, that's not fair to the girl that I'm talking to at no. all.
1: <laughs> no. And I remember saying all that out loud in therapy and our counselor being like, Peter, how do you receive that? And he's like, I don't. I just love this woman so much. I don't, yeah. I don't know. I don't know what to do. And he's like, I think you got a liar living inside you and you got to tell that liar to shut the fuck up. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Good. Like, wow, that's amazing. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And I was like, well, how do I do that? And I remember I had a lot, like an army of women praying for me. Cause I was like, I don't know how to reprogram my brain to look at myself the way God looks at me and the way my husband looks at me, because all I see is like shit on top of shit.
0: that was probably old childhood stuff or teens or whatever. Yeah. That just, or old boyfriends or whoever. And or,
1: twisted yeah. um, theology stuff. Sometimes like sometimes it's interesting. Sometimes that's the theology stuff creeps in, in a way that affected me, but didn't affect my brother, just because of the way that we received messaging, you know, and t- by nobody at nobody's fault, just, I'm pre-wired, um, predisposed to think everything is my fault, you Mm. know? So, and, and I, and it's weird. It's like not something my parents modeled. I don't know where it came from. My brother doesn't experience it, but, um, but I had to, I had to really work on that. And I remember this one morning waking up in our home and we, I've been praying about this like liar who's telling me that I'm not valuable and not worthy. And, um, my husband comes into the kitchen and he looks at me and he goes, morning, honey. I love you. And I felt this like fire from my toes all the way up my whole body to the top of my head. I felt it in every cell of my body. And all I could think was, I believe you. Mm-hmm. Oh, good. And it was just like, I'm somebody's favorite person forever forever. He chooses me daily and he does love me. He's not just saying it, it's real. And that for me was a God thing. That was just like a, that was a changing of my heart that needed to happen. So it was Mm. the communication and it was the self-worth. So again, darkest time, but also Mm -hmm. I, I, they all come in pairs to me. It, It was also the most brilliant moment of entering into a new journey and a new chapter of my marriage and my relationship. And that was before we had kids. And now we have these two kids and we have this life and I, and we know how to talk to each other and we know how to show each other our love. And, um, and we're, I just feel like we're kind of unshakable at this point after going through that. So that would be my peak as well.
0: Oh, I love that.
2: And yeah, now 20 years, dang girl, keep going. I love it.
1: That's beautiful.
2: I do think though, don't, would you agree that, and I think we're kind of all similar too. like when you talk about things all being your fault, I wonder sometimes I've learned in this journey I've been on that if I take it on, if it's my fault, then I can go ahead and get it fixed too. Because if yes, it, if 100%. I'm waiting for someone else to own it, well, then we all know how that plays out and yes. that can be exhausting. So if we just take it, we'll just go mm-hmm. ahead and take that yep. and then we can fix it. Yep. But then we're just taking on a bunch of stuff that's just not even ours to have. But it's not freak, it's right?
1: not even ours, exactly. It's not my responsibility, and it's not even real. It's, it's not even not. real. Like that's no. the thing. It's like a false reality of okay, well, maybe if I can get ahead of a thing. I mean, part of it is also just the thought of hurting someone is my worst nightmare. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm so I'm such a people pleaser. I hate conflict more than anything. And I want people to feel seen and known and loved when they're in my presence. It's very important to me. And if someone is hurt by something I've done, I spin in my brain to try to get ahead of it so Mm -hmm. that I can pre-apologize just in case. Maybe mm-hmm. I did something. She's our human. She yeah. <laughs> I was like, would you really like to come now? Yeah. Come sit on the couch. <laughs> come
2: sit on the couch. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I just had the same discussion. as I, was, like, I, I, would, I d- didn't want to. I didn't mean to hurt. Like I didn't know. Like because we never intend to ever. We never yeah. want people to hurt. And like, that was not my intention. Then you know, it's like the, the ripple effect of mm-hmm. of wanting to. I don't want to say people, please, but just you want people to feel loved and seen and heard and,
2: and anything like, I didn't mean it like that. I hope, you know, I'm taking like that. I would never, cause I want you to be happy. And so we also live in a very, like a living in a fence society. Yes. So- so, yes. for people like us, the big feelers, the big huggers, the big, oh, we just want to love on you and like swaddle you and carry you around. Like, yes. it's extra tricky for our people right now because everyone's got a chip on their shoulder. Yep. Not everyone, some version
0: of you. But it's like, mm-hmm. that's not like you're, that's not it at all. Like, I, even wouldn't know me. Me. I would never have yeah. intended to do that or hurt. Like, no. Right. And so then, then you just feel terrible because you're like, that's not who I am, and they think that this this is who I am, and that's well. But
1: that, but that's also part. Like that was honestly what happened in in my marriage too. It was like I would accuse, and he was like, "But that's not who I am. You're saying something that that's like not my identity. I didn't mm-hmm. intend that. Like my husband would never want to hurt a fly, and he doesn't. He's like such a good man. He's such a sweet good man, and like never would intentionally hurt anyone. But but he doesn't think about. He's not thinking nine steps ahead. Like I am, he's just living his life in peace and being who he is. <laughs> you know? What I a was, way to live. <laughs> know, like, what is that? How do you I'm just do that? spinning ahead of the game and then wanting, cause like the thought of being surprised with a, you hurt me.
3: Oh,
1: oh yeah. Oh god. <sighs> I was walking around
2: with an I'm sorry shirt on all of the time. Oh, like yeah. we've got it.
0: Well, Sarah, thank you so much for coming on. Please let us know whenever you're in Nashville because you are welcome here. I, anytime.
2: She, I was just in Nashville. Oh, ah, No. Was it last week because she was busy? She had a baby.
1: <laughs> oh, oh, of course. Yes, you're having a baby. She last just week. just had him last yeah. week. How is he? He's
2: amazing. He's a little squish. He's Love him. actually the most handsome baby I've ever seen. Christian. And I have a son. He's a prince. <laughs> He's well, so I good. mean,
1: look at his parents. Can you, I mean. Uh, specimens. Oh well, n- next time you're in Nashville, yes.
0: <laughs> let, let us know, please. And um, thank you for coming on and sharing all of it. Thanks for writing an amazing script. Um, And we can't wait to follow
2: him with everything you've awesome. done.
1: Awesome. Thank you, guys. So thank nice to meet you all. Okay. Bye. Nice Bye. to meet you.
2: Bye. Bye. I need to know how old Sarah she's Drew conscious. is because she literally looks like she's thirty. She's beautiful, <laughs> yeah. I think she. I think she's our age. She's I'm been married for twenty-one years. I, I was trying to do the math, and I'm like, it doesn't add up. Add up to how your face. I no, love her. How does it feel to know that Kepner
3: was in her bathtub watching you <laughs> in a movie every
0: she's day? Twenty-three. I. I'm I like, was
3: like, Kepner watched you, and I, I was like, <laughs> 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 I love
0: you. I love it. I, yeah, I loved her on the show. So, I mean, I was such a, like, that's just so
2: cool. And I'm like, thanks, girl.
0: So cool. <laughs> girl. And now I'm like, shit, she saw that, though, some of those days. <laughs> <Yeah, laughs> like,
2: You're probably going through oh, it good. Oh, I know. Wow. <laughs> want to pre-apologize for anything?
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, because that one scene was, I was so bummed because it was the, the, the scene where I'm telling Bruce Thomas's character. I'm like, you were not you've never seen me, dad. You've never. And that's the big emotional scene that I cried in when I was reading the script, but I can't wait to. And watch then it. I was sick and I was like, oh, but I we, I did get the top in the end. I just like to have one full
3: pass where it's like perfectionism it, coming in. I am. But That's I love it. you guys. I love you so much. Whoosh. This it's was fun. Good job. All three of us <laughs> in Christ. This was Yay. good. Yay. Okay. Love y'all. See you next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.
0: These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This project is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. You know, I don't even know where to start with this because it's the comfort P-E-C-O-V-A-S.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today.
4: Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story.